That was about me, did you? That wasn't about me. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, is music just notes on a page? Hardly, right? Hardly. But what did you think about, right? Didn't you want to jump up here with me and do the same thing? Right? What were you thinking about? Can you see it now? Sylvester Stallone going, Adrian, I did it, right? That's what we see. We saw this rags to riches story. We saw this great deliverance happen. You know, humanly speaking, this is a riveting thing. Why? Because it's where we live. How many times have you guys watched the movie Rocky or the series Rocky? I mean, I own the whole thing, right? And I've watched it many times. Why? Because there's just something that stirs me about that that's just absolutely riveting. Right? Now, um, you guys know I like Sylvester Stallone talks like this, right? It was, it was something that happened to him at birth. Actually, there's a paralysis in his face, so that's why he has that droop and stuff. Um, I'm going to change speeds with you just a little bit. And Craig, if you hit me with the next one here. Yes, Alicia. You got it. Man from Snowy River. How many love that? Right? So, guys, guys, it's okay. You can admit it. You got a little weepy during that one, didn't you? Yep. And you're still a tough guy. It's okay. Right? But that's it. Two completely... How many are familiar with that movie, Man from Snowy River? Is there any here, anybody here that's never seen it? Wow. We have, we got to have popcorn and a movie night at our house. This is incredible. All right, so I'm, I'm glad we, we, got some, we got some new ground, some fresh territory to cover with you guys this morning. And, you know, I've got to say a few words here about Psalm 16. And I think the thing that I want to focus on this morning is just simply this. This is, this is actually, I'm just, Brad had a title for this before he took off, and I'm hijacking, hijacking that. We're still going to include the thought here um, for the day, but I just want to, I want to give us a new title and uh, a couple points that relate directly to where we're going to as a church with our training. And I'm really excited. I'm so thankful Brenda Cole considered to come with us today. And we're looking forward to her next hour. But if you just think about this this morning, the title to this message is going to be Experience. Experience. See, I don't have to tell you the story of Rocky. You've experienced it. You've lived it with him. You've run up those steps with him in Philly, right? Okay. You've come through that struggle with him. And we're going to look at the same thing here this morning. This, this psalm in Psalm 16, is, it's called a miktan. It's of David. And, it, and no one knows exactly, exactly what that little word means. But this is considered to be kind of one of the jewels of the psalms that David's written. And this actually introduces us to another cluster. You know, so there's, there's, the psalms are written in groupings for different reasons. But this, if you look from Psalm 16 through Psalm 24... This grouping is really messianic psalms. So I'm going to read through this, but as I was reading through this, I, I, the first look at it, I, I, I got most of the way through it, and then all of a sudden I'm going, hold on a second here, hold on a second here, i got some more things to think about. So let's, I'm going to read, if you'll follow along with me in chapter, uh, Psalm 16, we'll read the whole thing. Keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you I have no good thing. As for the saints who are in the land, 
They are in the glorious. They, they are the glorious ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who will increase, who will run after other gods. I will not pour out their librations of blood or take up their names in my lips. Lord, you have assigned me my portion in my cup. You have made a lot, my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have delighted. Excuse me. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me even at night. And my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also rest secure because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. So I, I'm looking at this as you, as you start to study a passage, right? How many people do the same thing? You look at it and you go, okay, let's start with some of the common denominators here. Who are the people that are mentioned? Number one, I'm looking at this. This is given to David as credit. So I'm seeing King David here. All right, thank you. Cool. Um, we have King David here. He's writing this. The next one he calls on right away is the Lord. So we have the Lord God. All right, he's calling on. Then we look at it as we travel down the verses, and we see a couple different communities of people. Now, in our experience that we're talking about here on, uh, on training next hour, we have communities that we talk about. And there's two communities mentioned here. We'll talk about that. But then after that, we have this growth that takes place, and then the final piece is Christ himself. And so that's our theme, experience, right? Wednesday night, experience. Community, growth, Christ. Pretty simple and straightforward. But I'll tell you what, it just gets to the heart of the matter, right? Community in Christ, growth in Christ, experience Christ. Isn't this awesome? It's an amazing thing. If we just look at this quickly here, in uh, verses 3 and 4. As for the saints who are in the land, they are righteous ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those will increase who run after other gods. I will not pour out their libations of blood or take up their names on my lips. So two incredible contrasts, right? You've got a group of people that has incredible character, right? They're in the land that God's promised them, okay? And the other people are running to and fro. Do you notice the difference in the description of their lives? Which one sounds like us? Which one sounds like you? Right? I know as I look as a Christian, I look at the world, and that's all I see. They are constantly running to and fro. There's no satisfaction. Right? Here we are. Our economy is not perfect yet, but are you hearing about it? Already the bidding wars are going on for people who want certain specific houses. I'm going, did we not learn from the last go-around? Right? I want what I want. Is it going to cost me more? I don't care. I just want what I want. Isn't that just a sad way to live? But that's the way our, our, our society lives. That's, this is the devil's playground. That's the great um, joke that he's got going on everybody right now as we constantly run. But I look at myself and I kind of go, you know, there's sometimes I do the same thing. I'm really not exempt. I'm really not exempt. So I look at that and I go, okay, but where do I need to focus on? I know I'm in that community of faith that's already in the land. I'm secure in my eternal destination. So should I live that way? Yes. I mean, think about this. If we took a line and we just started it and just sent it, right? And there's like no end. It just keeps going and going and going and going. And there's no end to it. And that line represents eternity. And then we looked at it and we took 
the first couple inches of that line and we marked it and we called it by its name. That's our life on this earth. That's the span of our life on this earth. It's a, it's a vapor. We're out of here quick and we're living for what? This or that? That's the question we've got to ask ourselves. So that's how we differentiate ourselves because we look at it and go, hey, listen, I, I'm in relationship with the Lord here, so my community, my place is secure, and I watch the rest of these people run around. So what does that compel me to do? <laughs> go grab some people that are running around going, hey, hey, come here, come here. I got what you're looking for, right? Come with me, follow me. Let's go this way. Check this out. Right? And it goes back to the old adage, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make it drink. But the whole point is, God's the result side of this. We're just the invitation side of this. So just go invite people. Right? Have people come. Come to everything and anything. Invite them here to morning worship. Are you guys glad Brad's back? I am so excited he's back. He is, it's, it's just it's fun to see him. I, I, he's up here doing announcements. I'm going, oh yeah. You can see it, can't you? He is completely recharged. And we're going to get it next week. It's going to be so awesome here next week. It's going to be so awesome. We're looking forward to him being back. But, but I just look at that and go, hey, this is great. You know, we're getting ready to move on here heading to the fall. Our pastor's fired up. He's just refueled. His, his batteries are completely charged. And we're going to just reap the benefits of that. Fired up about it. So, so we see two communities. And so we're excited about being in the community of the saints. Now, this is another thing I look at and I go, all right. You look in the mirror this morning and just go, Hey, St. Grant, or St. Ward, or St. Carl, or St. St. Carl. I mean, we've got many Carls here, right? St. Cynthia. You are what God has made you. If you live with him in the land, as he's, as he's promised, right? As the psalmist writes about here, you are, in fact, a saint. Live like it. Right? Live up to your billing. You really can, right? Isn't that what we so get so stirred about Rocky, right? And here's this guy who's living way, be, way below what he's possibly capable of. And what's he need? A shot. And he gets a shot. And then what happens? He has to shed all the debris from his life and focus on the opportunity at hand. Here we are this morning. You want a shot? You want a do-over? You want another opportunity? Here it is right now. Shed all the stuff. Leave all the baggage from the week outside in the parking lot. Just leave it out there. Okay? Concierge will come by and pick it up and take it and dump it for you. All right? Just leave it there. Here's your do-over right now. This is it. Stop running. Come and enjoy sainthood. You don't have to be Mother Teresa. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to say, hey, Lord, I'm broken over here. Can you fix me? My life is scrambled eggs. Can you unscramble those for me? He says, yeah, sure. No one else can. I'd be happy to do that for you. Right? And he just takes us there. But let's go on further in this and look at this a little bit more. So he, he's, he's not only excited about being a saint and being the land, right, and he's God's delight, but also you look at this and go, I will not pour out libations of blood or take up their names on my lips. Is Satan after the saints? We hear it. We see it in the news, don't we? 
Satan is constantly trying to destroy, tear down, and dismember the saints. Folks, we don't talk about this a lot in our society anymore, but Satan, yeah, this is his playground, and he is after it. You know why? Because his days are numbered, and they're getting shorter. He is coming after us. So we have to participate, right, in the lifestyle that we're called to. But I want you to take a look at this, and we're just we're going to look at this litany of things that kind of is listed here. All right. Um, so uh, the um, so King David's writing says, "Lord, you have assigned me my portion, my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a delightful inheritance." Nice list, right? I mean, think about that. Think about this. You have an inheritance that is multifaceted. Right? You have an inheritance that includes all these things. You kind of go, wow. Right? How does, when God pours, how does, he, how does he fill your cup? Runs over, doesn't it? Right? My cup runs over. Right? God is not a God of scarcity. That's the message being preached to us today, right? Things are scarce. No, God is not a God of scarcity. This world, these seasons will continue until he says no, until he says stop. So that means we get to be reckless. No, we have to be good stewards. But what I'm saying is this. Our God is a God of bounty. Right? He's a one of great provision. And folks, in our limited experience right here, right now, it, trying to grasp the concept of heaven and eternity and what it's going to be like, wow, we get some glimpses of it from Scripture, but isn't that amazing? I mean, just think about this. You are not some finite earth suit that's stuck and trapped here. This is just a temporary situation that you'll be freed from eventually, and you want to make sure that you're going to the right place. Then after this, as a, as a, as a thank you for what the Lord's done, I will praise the Lord who counsels me even at night. My heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Isn't that great? You know, one of the things I've noticed about my father-in-law as he's aging, he worries about intruders. And many times we've gotten locked out of the house. You go out to take out the trash or do the yard work and you, you kind of try to come back in. It's like we can't get in. Why? Because he's just automatically now, he locks the door, right? Okay. Fearfulness sets in and all. I mean, hey, big, strong, tough guys. You know what they're afraid of? The bigger, stronger, tougher guy. Right? Because there's always someone out there to be, that's a little bigger, faster, stronger, and tougher than you are, right? That's the worry. But you know what? We don't have anything to be shaken about. All right? Now, therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also rest secure because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let the Holy One see decay. You have made me, made, excuse me, you have made known to me the path of life. Now, I was doing really good when I was reading through this the first time. Then all of a sudden I went, hold on a second here. This is King David writing this, and I know he died, and I know he experienced the decay that we all will as death comes to visit, right? So who's he talking about here? He's talking about Jesus, isn't he? Right? He's talking about Jesus. Let me prove it to you. Okay, let's turn in Matt to, let's go to our New Testament now out of Psalm 16. So flip over to the New Testament, go to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. I guess Acts is after John still. There you go. 
So Acts chapter 2, verse, uh, we're going to start in verse 22, and I'm going to read another passage here for you. Men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, signs, which he did among you through him, as you yourselves know. Eyewitness accounts. Right? This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge, and you will... And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also live in hope, because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life, and you will fill me with, my, with, pre, excuse me, fill me with the joy in your presence. A direct quote of Psalm 16, giving credit to the person that's talked about in this psalm as being Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, who never saw decay. He's different than you and me. Why? Because God sent his only son so that whosoever, whatever broken person would call on his name can be saved. Now, we're going to take communion here in just a couple minutes. Maybe you're one of these broken people and you've gone to church maybe your whole life, maybe you're just visiting today for the first time and I hope you'll come back. But if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this book just told us that eyewitnesses were confronted with the truth. And the truth was that Jesus is the Son of God. And hundreds and hundreds of years before he ever walked this earth, King David right, proclaimed the exact same thing. And Jesus fulfilled those words. Isn't that awesome? So maybe today, just like it says in Romans chapter 10, maybe today you just simply need to do this. You say, you know what, Lord? I agree. Jesus is the Messiah, and I want him to be my Savior and Lord because I know he did not suffer decay like King David did. But you have resurrected him, and he sits at your right hand. Isn't that awesome? That's an amazing thing, isn't it? When we realize, hey, this is not about King David. This Psalm 16, when I first looked at it, I'm reading it, and I'm thinking, Hold on a second here. No, this isn't about King David. This is Jesus. Now let's go back and read, read through that again. Jesus. Think about it. This is Jesus saying this now. Jesus says, Keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. I said to the Lord, You are my Lord. Apart from me you have no good thing. I have no good thing. For as the saints who are in the land, they are glorious ones in whom is all my delight. That's us. Isn't that cool? The sorrow of those will increase who run after other gods. I will not pour out their libations of blood or take up their name from my lips. Lord, you have you assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Yahweh, Jehovah. All right? I, I will... I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also rest secure because you will not abandon me to the grave, 
nor will let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. Jesus was completely dependent on his Father. 100% God himself, and yet 100% man. And he showed us the example of dependence. Okay, so we talked about the community. This is our growth. How dependent are you on the Father? Are you still trying to run and control your life? Or does God have control of your life? That's the question we need to ask ourselves this morning. I'm going to wrap this up, and let's turn to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew 26, verses 26 through 29. While they were eating, Jesus took bread and gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and offered it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for you, excuse me, poured out for many, for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink of the fruit of this vine from now until the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. This is one of those traditional passages we look at when we observe communion. Right? But before we do that, um, Craig, could you bring up uh, that song for us? Something I'd like to do um, together. This is a congregation this morning, and it's going to be a cappella. It's uh, um, you know, make a joyful noise. We're going to make a joyful noise for the Lord. Can we do that? Um, so, we good? Here we go. Victory in Jesus. Hymn number 473, is that correct? Okay. So if you don't know the hymn by heart, you know, the words are up, and uh, you can also uh, follow along in the hymnal, too. But uh, I'm going to try and start us, okay? I'm not part of the worship team, so again, we're going to make a joyful noise. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior, Very good. That's awesome. It's a lot of fun listening to you sing. Brad's title for this message was Security in Jesus Christ. Okay. Do you have it this morning? We're going to observe communion, so uh, Dorothy, whoever wants to come up and get this ready, that'd be great. But as, as we do that, I just want to um, give out a couple thoughts here. Number one, this communion is just as we read in Matthew 26. This is something for people who have come to the point in their life where they said, hey, you know what? I know I need to have Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior because I know I'm a broken person. I know I'm a sinner. Hey, and it's okay. We all are. We all are. Even after we're saved, we're still not perfect. Why? Because we're not in heaven yet. That day will come. But we see God's word. We see his commands and his precepts. And we're learning and growing in the understanding of those and the practice of those things in our lives. So that's for people who have accepted Christ. If you've accepted Christ, we invite you to participate with us this morning. There's two elements, and I'll have everybody come up and just enjoy them to themselves at their, at their leisure. But there's the juice, which represents his body, excuse me, juice which represents his blood and the wafer which represents his body that was broken for us. Now, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, we invite you to not, partic not participate this morning. Okay? We don't want you to drink this in an unknown, unworthy manner. But also, if you've never done that but would like to do that right now, you can. 
and then communion is something you can participate in. So I'm just going to say a prayer, and if you want to pray along with me, right there in your pew, you don't have to stand up, you don't have to come forward, you don't have to raise your hand, okay? But if you do pray this prayer with me, would you come and see me or Pastor Brad or someone from the church that you know that brought you, okay? So we know that you've made this decision because when someone becomes born again, a child of God in the land, then we need to know about that. We can help you take those next critical steps, okay? So let's just pray. Father in heaven, we come this morning, and Lord, for anybody who's here this morning that's never accepted Jesus, I'm going to offer this prayer, and you're going to follow along, and if you would just, um, well, we know you will, just save them, bless them, fill them with the Holy Spirit. So if you've never accepted Christ, just simply say this. Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that you are God's son the only one who could be my Savior. And I'm confessing my sins to you and asking you to come and be the Savior and Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray these things. Amen.